was really full. <gasps> I was so excited. And so I started opening the presents inside it. And oh, they were things that I was so thrilled with. It was wonderful. But then at the very, very bottom of my stocking, there was my usual tangerine, but there was also something else. There was something that was flat and papery. And so I put my finger down and I pulled it out and it was an envelope. And on the envelope was written something very exciting. It said, whatever this key fits is yours. And in it was the most beautiful key. I couldn't think what it was. And so I did have to wait till my parents woke up. But, um, and so when I was allowed, I went with my mum and my dad and my brother. And we went round the house. And my mum kept saying, do you think it might be in the garden? And I remember thinking... I know what she's trying to do, and I'm enjoying this. So I carried on looking all around the house, and then I went into the garden, and our garden wasn't a normal sort of garden. It didn't have a front and a back. It had funny side gardens, too. And so we went all around the house in lots of bits of the garden, and then suddenly we got to the last bit of garden, and there underneath a big palm tree was the most beautiful little house, and it was made of wood, and it was red and white, and it had a little tiny veranda. And I realized, as I looked at the key, and I remembered what the envelope had said, whatever this key fits is yours. It was my very own house. It took a very long time to get another one, you know. <laughs> it was a very, very exciting present. But you know, the reason why we give each other presents at Christmas is because, so remember this, the reason why anyone ever gives presents at Christmas is because they remember that the wise men brought the presents to Jesus, to baby Jesus. And we remember even more than that, it wasn't just the wise men who brought presents to Jesus. We remember the best present of all, which was God giving us Jesus, who would lead us back to God. Now, the thing is that Jesus didn't stay a baby. He grew up. And he loved God so much. And he talked to people about God. And he forgave them things. And he pointed the way to God. But you know, people had hearts that were hard. And they didn't want to follow God. And so they did a terrible thing. They killed Jesus. And he went onto a cross. And he died for every one of us. Now some of Shooting Stars and Galaxies are going to come with Stefan, their leader. And they're going to do a little sketch which shows you exactly what happened. Hands. God gave us hands. Hands. Hands to create. Hands. Hands to give. Hands. Hands to love. Hands. Hands to protect. But we have misused our hands. Hands. Hands made to create, now destroy. Hands, hands made to give, now snatch away. Hands, hands made to love, now hate. Hands, hands made to protect, 
now attack. God's own son came to earth, and he reached out his healing hands of love to a world destroying itself. And he embraced his whole creation with his hands of healing. But we took those hands, and we nailed them to a cross, and said, stay there, God, stay there. But you know, he didn't stay there. Three days later, he rose from the dead, and he walks the streets today. His scarred hands open to every single one of us. God has a remedy for his rebel creation. His name is Jesus. What will you do with the hands of Jesus this Christmas? Try not to see him? Try not to hear him? Snatch away your life? Or give it over to him? How will you respond to Jesus this Christmas time? As that sketch showed, Jesus opened the way for every one of us to be friends with God, not just now, but forever and ever and ever, way into eternity. So we don't have to be worried about anything. And I'm going to ask someone who made that decision, who received that present from Jesus. She had a sense that he was reaching out to her, and she accepted, just like with a Christmas present. If someone gives you something, you have to take it. And so I'm going to ask Alice to come up now and just tell us a little bit about what she knows about Jesus and what's gone on in her life. So Alice, tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, I'm Alice. I'm 24 years old and I work in agriculture. Great. And Alice, have you always been a Christian? No, I haven't. Can you tell us a bit about it? I think I can. <laughs> so um, my parents aren't Christians, but I certainly went to schools who taught me about um, Jesus. However, I didn't really know him that well. When I was about 16, I considered a friendship with him, but it was very much based on what I wanted rather than a kind of two-way thing, which is usually how friendships should go. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, and then in the last two years of school, um, a few bad things happened to me. They weren't, it wasn't the best time of my life, and I decided that this was God's fault. I decided um, he was to blame, and I turned my back on him and ran away. I then went to university and continued to run away, far, far away from him. I, I made loads of friends. I really got stuck into the university life. And um, I realized, though, that the more I filled my life with things, I felt further away from God. And this really upset me. I, I knew he was there, but I knew I, I just couldn't face him. I was too ashamed to, to really look at him properly. Um, but in 2014, things started to change. What changed? Well, uh, in the beginning of 2014, uh, a good Christian friend of mine that I'd known since I ran away from God when I was 17 years old, um, who was also at the same university as me in Nottingham, she invited me to a jazz event, um, which was also run by the Christian Union. Now, I love jazz, so I thought, this sounds great. Wasn't too interested in Jesus. I hadn't really given the time of day for about three years. Um, so um, I just thought, oh, you know, let's just go ahead and see what happens. And at the end of the event, somebody um, prayed. And the most bizarre thing happened. I had a really strong urge to pray. And I, I went away from that evening thinking, that's very odd. Uh, I really hadn't wanted to pray for so long. And something really big had happened to me that evening. And I couldn't really 
put my finger on it. And then, and then over the, those few days following that event, some even bigger things happened. I started to really get quite excited by Jesus. Um, I really wanted to know him. I wanted to read the Bible. I, I couldn't stop thinking about God, and it was really quite miraculous, one could say. Um, and um, by the Sunday following that event that happened on the Wednesday, I said to Jesus that I would like to be his friend, that um, I realized that my life had been forgiven, that the things that had happened to me that I'd done, he had forgiven me, that he had always loved me and always will. And I totally surrendered my life to him, and I've been walking with him ever since. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Alice. No so let's give her. And you know, the amazing thing is, it's not just Alice who's had that experience. I thought it'd be really good to hear very one sentence from one of the leaders of Rockets. So Leke's going to come up. One of the leaders of Comets, and Pete's going to come up, and one of the leaders of Shooting Stars and Galaxies, and Charlotte's going to come up. And very quickly, I'm going to ask them to say, what have they seen Jesus do in their life? Because, you know, they love children, and that's why they help out with Children's Church. But it's not just because they love children. It's more because they really, really love Jesus. So can all of you come up? Leke, what have you seen God do in your life, and why do you love him? So God always brings me through the storm and he gives me divine peace and that's amazing he always brings you through the storm and he gives you divine peace that is amazing thank you charlotte um, i love god because there is nothing and nowhere we can go where jesus can't transform us where jesus can't reach in and change everything thank you charlotte stay <laughs> and pete I love God for so many reasons, but one of the things that came to mind was just the complete freedom from guilt that we have from knowing Christ. We can just give him all of the things we're worried about that we think we've done wrong, and he'll just totally forgive us. And that peace of mind is just incredible. Thank you so much. And, you know, the thing is that you might be here... <laughs> You might be here, and you might think, but I've no, I don't know Jesus. I, I don't know much about him at all. I know about him, but I don't know him. I've seen him in nativity plays. I don't know him. Well, do you know, the shepherds were like that too. They didn't know him, but what they did was they went after him. They followed what the angels had said, and they ran to find out. And the same with the wise men. The wise men just didn't hang around. They decided they were going to follow that star until they found Jesus. And that's what the Bible says. It's that there's a wonderful, wonderful bit in the Bible that says, when you seek me, when you, you will find me with all your heart. When you seek me, you will find me with all your heart. So let's pray and ask that Jesus will help us to remember that Christmas is about him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you have given us. Thank you, Lord, for telling us about what happened with the shepherds and the angels and, and the wise men and all the animals. And Lord, thank you more than anything that you tell us in your Bible what happened to, what happened to baby Jesus and how he was born. And we pray this Christmas that none of us will forget that that's what Christmas is about. In Jesus' name, amen. And now the Quilter family are going to come up and they're going to lead us in our prayers.
Let us pray for our world. Dear Lord Jesus, we pray for the refugees, especially the young children that were born in a war. Please make sure that families in Apello get out to safety and have some food. Amen. Let us pray for our country. Dear Lord, thank you for the safety and stability that we enjoy in our country. We pray for our government and for all those in Parliament. Please help them to make wise choices as they plan for our country's changing role in Europe. May they have the courage to make good decisions for our children and for the generations to come. Amen. Let us pray for our city. Dear God, we pray for the homeless people that live on the streets. Please help us to be generous and remember those in need, especially at Christmas time when we're busy with our own families. Amen. Let us pray for our church. And let's end the prayer together with an amen with attitude. Dear God, thank you for the love and commitment that the leaders of HT Kids show to our children every week. We especially thank you for Diana and ask you to be her guide as she leaves us and takes up her new role. We pray for rest and fresh inspiration for all those involved in planning the new term. And we pray for your blessing on Kat as she takes over in the coming weeks.